It's the Prophet Dig Radio Show. Hey guys, welcome to the Prophet Dig Radio Show. I'm Chris Work. I'm here with Jeff Spencer. How's it going, Chris? Going well. How are you doing? Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Guys, we appreciate it if you would subscribe to the channel. We're starting to produce more and more content. And leave us some comments. Let us know if there's something, a uh, specific topic, questions you'd like to talk about. We'd love that. Um, feel free to, again, drop in the comments and let us know, and we'll put something together for you. Jeff, hot topic. Everybody's getting back to work, thank goodness, uh, which construction's been back to work. Yeah. But now it seems like everybody <clears throat> is getting back to work. At least I hope so, you know. Yeah, that unemployment it gets easy sometimes. It but, does. Um, <laughs> um, you're bidding like crazy. Yeah, you, your competitors, your uh, your subcontractors, everybody, everybody's busy. Everybody's bidding. A lot and of work out to bid right now in our area. Yeah, and it's uh, probably more work to bid right now than I've seen in the last three years. That's fantastic. Yeah. So for obviously users of our application, Profit Dig, and folks who just check us out on YouTube, what are some tips do you have when bidding on a project in this environment today? Well, you know, it's if you're in a busy market like we are, you can kind of pick and choose, you know, between your, between your projects, what best fits your scope of work, mm-hmm. uh, areas you like to work in, and also, you know, monetary value. You know, you can look at jobs and you can kind of, when you're in a competitive market, you can put a little more money in your projects. Mm. You know, don't don't be scared because we're, we're bidding so many right now at such a fast pace. You know, so what if we bid sure. 100 projects, you know, in, right. in a month and a half, two months' time, and you pick up one or two jobs out right. of those? You know what you got good potential profit margin ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's fantastic, and and you don't want to win them all. No, you don't want to win. Like, them all. <laughs> no, uh, and like I said you know, before, you know, ten, twelve percent, you know, somewhere in that area is what you want to win in your mm-hmm. in your bid proposals. You know, if you're bidding, you know, twenty jobs a week, then or twenty jobs a month, whatever it may be, then you know you want to pick up you know one or two jobs out of those twenty. Right. And so are you. So are you afforded a little bit of luxury right now since yes, the market are, yeah. is so hot that yeah. you can. Like you said, you can sort of pick or choose. Yeah, you can yeah. pick or choose. You know, you can put a little more money in there. You know, especially when you got a good backlog. You know, you got work ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't be afraid to up your prices. You know, it's uh, don't outbid your workforce. You sure. Know? But you know, and what I mean by that is like if you've got X amount of crews available, you know, don't get to the point to where your crews are struggling to to man the jobs. Right. Put the put the money in your projects. You know, to where you're not going to get so many of them. Yeah. But it's probably once, hard to build a crew right yeah. now. It is. I mean, they're, they're not sitting around with nothing to do. No. And especially when the government's paying you more to be unemployed than <laughs> to be employed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, don't don't be afraid. If you got a good backlog and, and, and plenty of work on books, don't be afraid to, to throw some extra money in there because there's a good chance, you know, you're still going to end up with a decent percentage of what you're bidding. Right. That's fantastic. Oh. Well, what about... Uh, um, you say put more money into it. Are we talking into labor, material, equipment, or a little bit of everything? Just sort of well, depends. I would up my pricing a little bit, my my percentage on my materials. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I charge X amount of dollars mm-hmm. over the cost of my materials. Yeah. So your profit margin normally runs at 15%. But, you know, up at 20%. Sure. 
Just sweep it. You're saying yeah. just yeah. And if you do like a five percent, you know, miscellaneous or contingency money in mm-hmm. your projects, you know, don't be afraid to up that to seven, eight, ten percent, you know. Yeah. Uh get a job that's inflated and then don't be afraid to negotiate. You know, if someone calls you like, Hey, I really want you to do this project, but you're a little bit higher than my competitor, you know, have a little bit of negotiating room. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little flexibility. Go ahead. And when you, when you present that bid, go ahead and have a magic number written down there. Yeah. So if, if you have a, a a contractor that calls you back and says, Hey, you know, I want you to do this project, but I need a little more money back. Mm -hmm. Have a bottom dollar that you feel comfortable with, or you can still make above and beyond what you normally make. Yeah, be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, and uh, you know don't don't be don't be afraid to go into negotiations in, this, in today's market because if you do quality work, they're going to want you. Right. Especially if you can get in and get out with your crew sizes. If you can man the job on time, get in, do them a good job, and get out in a timely fashion. Yeah. You're making them money, and you're making yourself money. Yeah. So you know they wouldn't be calling you if they really didn't want you to do the project. Right. Right. Is there a secret sauce to that in terms of, you know, I'm a contractor and I'm saying, okay, the market's booming. I'm probably cutting my throat a little. It's time to put a little more money in these jobs. We're busy. Is there any secret sauce to where I put that money in the job? I mean, is, is, does, that, does that vary by market, by uh Vendor of material. I mean, if, if I'm a guy who buys a new Komatsu on the West Coast and I'm or on the East Coast, am I paying? Is there a, you know a big difference in price based on my location, and does that impact how much I'm charging for that equipment? It or, could be. You know, could, it's yeah. going to be based on the market in your area. Sure. So you know, if you're got a booming market like we do right here now mm-hmm. in Middle Tennessee. Then yeah, I mean all prices go up. Mm-hmm. So whether it be materials, whether it be equipment, you know whatever yeah. it may be, you know supply and demand plays a big role in that. Yeah, and especially if you're renting your, your equipment, rental rates go up because they've only got X number of, of units that they can rent out. You know, yeah, supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah. So you know you got to be you know take that into to effect that you know hey when this job comes about I may have to pay a higher rental rate because the market's booming right now. Yeah. If I can get the machine, if you can't get the machine, you got to you know hunker down and make a purchase, <laughs> right. or you know we talked yeah. about it before RPOs, real okay. purchase orders. Right. I'm yeah. a firm believer. If you've got a project that's going to last six months or longer, and you're going to have to rent equipment, go ahead and set up an RPO. No harm, no foul. You know, you six walk months away, right? right? Yeah. Six months down the road, if you don't have anywhere to move that piece of equipment, you can get out of the contract with no penalties. Okay. That machine, you know, you haven't financed it for five years or anything else. That machine can go back. Mm-hmm. They can rent out to someone else. But if you need that machine on another job, you've got an RPO for just, say, nine months. Well, most equipment dealers right now are offering like 90 to 100% of whatever you pay in rental rate to go towards the purchase of that machine. Right. And so why not take advantage of it? Sure. I finished up this project. I'm going to the next project. I'm going to keep renting this machine. Nine months down the road, I've got thirty-five, forty thousand dollars into this, just say two hundred fifty thousand dollar piece of machinery. Well, now I can purchase it, you know, at roughly one hundred eighty, one hundred ninety thousand. Yeah. Because one hundred percent of what I paid in is going towards a purchase. Right. Take advantage of it. That machine, you know, has been treated because you've owned it from the time it was new. That's right. And they're maintaining it during this period, right? Yes. Yeah. And so. And beat that. Take advantage of that. You know, 
end up with a, a piece of machinery that's going to raise the value of your company mm-hmm. because you now own this machine. Right. And even as an RPO, at that point, it's considered as a machine that you're owning because you are renting it to purchase until you turn it in. So, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, taxization that you can can levy on, you know, at the end of the year. Right. So I, take, take advantage of it. Yeah, no, that's good advice. And I guess I'm paying insurance on this with an RPO, right? Yes, and, all, and that's a good that. point. Yeah. Always, when you rent a piece of equipment, which is straight out rental or RPO, always use your own insurance company because when you go through the, the rental companies, oh gosh, you they're inflated bet. rates. I bet. Major inflated rates. I mean, you're going to be paying probably extra three to $500 a month on average for their insurance where pennies on a dollar, you could have it on yours. Yeah. And I, I guess it works like a car, right? I mean, is it just based on the value of the equipment? Yes, yeah, based on you know so many hours. It's based on the value of the equipment, how many hours you run it. Okay. Uh, and you know the way they're set up. There's you know most rental just straight out rentals based on weekly, bi-monthly, and monthly. Well, anytime you hit that three week mark, it automatically rolls to the monthly rate. Okay. So if you only need a machine for three weeks, you're going to pay a monthly rate. Okay. So. Try to find someone to use that machine for the extra, you know, four weeks or yeah. the extra week, you know, to, to, to make a full four weeks rental rate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking at decent sized projects, it's going to last three, four, five months and longer. Look at RPOs. That's the way to go. The way to go, yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're the future. You're not tying up your bank. You know, you still got your money to, to operate on. And it's just like a rental piece of equipment. You're paying normal rental rates based per month, but all that's going towards your purchase. You're actually buying a brand new machine that's, you know, 20% off. Right. Yeah. Why not go ahead and make that purchase Thank at the end of nine months? That makes total sense. Well, that's good advice. Changing directions, sort of. You've talked about... Uh, at times when material prices are down, and if you have places to store them, yes. uh, you'll go in, and while you have a really good price on it, you'll go ahead and buy it up for future jobs yeah. and store it somewhere. Is there any, if, as, if material prices are climbing, is there, do you ever do any purchases there in anticipation that the prices are going to continue going up? Well, right now sort of is, is, a, is a good, good time to ask that question. Because based off the storms and stuff they've had and what I've been hearing in, in, in Texas, in Houston, the resin plants have been shut down and we're having trouble getting PVC pipe. Mm. It's also projected into ductile iron pipe. Uh, so if you're in a pipe business, you know, right now is a time to look at, you know, and make decisions. Our, our suppliers are telling us, you know, that we're anywhere from four to eight weeks out if we order materials wow. and get them because there's such a... a, a Supply, you know, supply and demand yeah. crisis yeah. because there's not enough pipe to go around. And I've talked to some of my material suppliers in the last few weeks saying that they're like, you're Joe Blow. You don't deal with this pipe company A very often. Mm-hmm. You call them up and say, hey, I need to get X amount of number of pipe. They won't even deal with you if you're not a regular customer. Really? They're trying to save our product for their regular customers. Regular customers. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And when the market's up, which pipe's up right now, I would hate to say stockpile on it, but it's been on a steady incline for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. It's going to turn around, but I don't know when that's going to be. Right. 
Yeah, and so if you got jobs on the books that are ready to start, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, go ahead okay. and buy it up and supply it. The only catch is we got PVC pipe. It's got a birth date on it when they, when they manufacture it. Sunlight fades out PVC pipe. Mm-hmm. Also makes it brittle. So you need to have a shedded area or okay. tarp it to store it. Right. And, you know, tarps, you know what I mean? Grand scheme of thing, you go out and spend two or $300 in tarps to tarp your stockpile. It's going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, you know, put your orders in now, get your pipe. You know, majority of our pipe is four inch, six inch, eight inch, and 10 inch. Okay. So right now, I wouldn't be, a, it, it would be in our wheelhouse to go ahead and order a couple thousand feet of each one and have them on hand. Just to have it. Yeah. yeah. Because some of these projects that we're bidding right now are fast paced pro- projects. So if I tell them there's a six, the eight week leeway on on pipe delivery, you know, there's good good possibility. You know, it's going to be some repercussion yeah. on the tail end of that. Yeah, except for the contractor has to be sitting on a little extra pipe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Therefore, he he can put even more into that job because this damn job has to get done. Right. Exactly. And he has material. So. And I even got a call today saying, that, you know, now there's going to be. Uh, from one supplier now, not all suppliers, but one supplier called me today like, hey, if you're going to need MJ fittings, you need to go ahead and, and start stockpiling them because there's going to be shortage here in the future, near future. Really? Yeah, it's going to be tough to get. Gosh. And that's, that could be scary. Yeah. I mean, underground is quite important. Yeah. You can't build. Without infrastructure. Without infrastructure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I mean, that, that can halt everything. You can build the nicest building in the world, but. If you don't have water or sanitary sewer to support it, then you can occupy it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think anybody would want to be in there anyway. No. You can't use the restroom. Mm. So. That's interesting. Right. Back in the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about putting money in, in our jobs. Uh, anything, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be based on today's, you know, financial climate or environment as uh, any. Any other tips in the bid process you'd like to share on the other side of, of the money? Well, I mean, you can get into a lot of different aspects, you know, from start to finish. Sure. Uh, but, you know, when you've got plenty of work, you can pick and choose the jobs you're interested in, the ones that's going to make you the most money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've got someone, unless it's a, a regular client that calls you up and say, I need a price on this in four days or five days, you know, if you're booked up, you know, don't give in to someone you don't normally bid to. Sure. You know, if it's a regular customer, you know, try to try to work them in and, mm-hmm. and get them a good price. But there's a lot of legwork. You know, when you look at a project, you know, you need to do your legwork. You need to go out and look at the actual site. Sure. Whether it started or not and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, what what you got to do to get that price together. Mm-hmm. Figure out, you know, what the situation going to be to mobilize mm-hmm. you know is it in town is it out of town you know in a rural area you know how many mobilizations you got to make you know a lot of key points you got to before you ever even start the bid process uh because if you don't figure in mobilization and what's going to cost you to mobilize one time two times or even up to ten times on a, on a single project because if you're in a downtown area you got to pull in do a certain amount of work pull out mm. They get so far along, you got to pull back in and do something else. Pull out. So, you know, you, you, you can mobilize eight or ten times pretty easy on one project, depending yeah. on the size of it. So if you don't figure that in, you know, 
And sometimes it can be like three, four thousand dollars per mobilization. Depending on how many pieces of equipment you got. Really? Yeah. So gosh, yeah. And if, so if it's a if it's a smaller project, that can make or break a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it's and even if you if you have your own low boy and access, you know, to move your own equipment, that still costs you something. Absolutely. So you know you got to figure in. You know, just like if you was going to hire somebody to move you in, you need to be charging those same rates. Yeah. Because you want to make money off of it too. That's right. You're paying the driver, the fuel, take care of everything. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole bidding process goes into, again, location. Right. Multiple trades. What's production going to be? you got to figure that out. Right. <clears throat> you got to figure out, you know, what crews you have available. This crew is going to get the most production. This crew is going to get the least production. And when I'm bidding a project, I'm going to take a medium of the two crews, my worst crew my best crew. That way, no matter what crew I send out there, I'm going to be covered. Yeah. In that process. Hopefully, going to be covered. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. There's a lot of unforeseens, you know, and, yeah. and especially when you're working in a downtown area, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be prepared for the unforeseens. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, that's, and if you're a new guy and, and you make a mistake there, that's okay. As long as you recognize that you made that big mistake and, and correct it on your next one, you yeah. know, I mean, nobody's perfect. You no. know, it takes. It's a but learning curve, sir. When you're a new guy, depending on the consequences of that mistake, that could be may determine if you get to bid another job. Or not. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, it's really very important to do your legwork up front and, and, you know, don't just throw numbers at a job based off of what somebody else says it's worth. Right. You know, you, you crunch your numbers, you own the business. Make sure that you are comfortable with the numbers you're turning in. Sure. Because at the end of the day, you're the one flipping the bill. You're the one on the line. If you can't make that project happen and it costs you more money what you've got in it, yeah. then there's a pretty good chance you're not going to survive for the next job. Right. Personal question. You ever heard through the grapevine what some contra- other contractor might be bidding on a project you're bidding on? I mean, I doubt that something that You're about would happen competitors? with any type of, yeah, yeah, frequency, well, yeah. but. And, you know, and a lot of public bids, you know, like whenever. Well, okay, sure, a public bid. Yeah, like public sure. bids, you know, it's, it's open to the public. So when you pick up a bid package or purchase a bid package, then they give you a list of GCs that are bidding on that project against you. Okay. And so there again, it's just a, it's a competitive market. So you kind of know, if you bid against these people on a regular basis, you kind of know where they're at. Right. Because you get a bid sheet, a bid tabulation sheet. It mm-hmm. shows where they're at per bid item. Yeah. And so that gives you an idea. If I'm bidding against this guy, hey, I know what he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. But there again, you know, there's always, there, there's a game to all of it. Sure. Because there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any advantage to them bidding down some of these numbers on on jobs that are, Available to the public is there because I mean, when they just be bringing the whole market down with them, or uh, you know, I heard a long time ago that, or are they manipulating it somehow? You know, well, yeah, and it's, yeah. there is a, a manipulation point to it, but I was told a long time ago, you know, always look at jobs that are a million dollars plus because you're going to weed out all these smaller contractors that can't be bonded I got you. for that yeah, amount. Yeah. 
yep. because they they truly haven't done a background check on what it costs them to operate. Right. So they go in and undercut everybody else. They get these jobs and they can't get change orders, and they go belly up and and so on and so forth. But when you're looking at million plus dollar jobs, then you kind of weed them out. You know, you're looking at, you. at more competitive, more established type contractors that's going to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Is there like a psychological component to that of seeing your competitor's number? Do you like that, <clears throat> dislike that? Does that make you start rethinking your strategy or it how does. you would bid something in, in a negative fashion, I guess? It does. Different. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, if I'm going to public bid opening, you know, a lot of times I'll sit in my vehicle till the last minute and watch and see who shows up. And then, like, you know, hey, Joe Blow over here, you know, he's always low. And I look at my price, you know, I may go back and mm -hmm. alter a few line items, mm -hmm. you know, and lower my price sure. a bit, you know, and yeah. run a few calculations, make sure I can still make money off of it. Right. And, but, you know, it's, and, and, and to do that, you know, used to, old school, you could do pencil in versions. Well, nowadays, you know, when you have a public open, it has to be in pen. Sure. So I may have three or four bid packages there I've got copied off, and I may go through and rewrite mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Depending on how big the jobs are, but I may rewrite them, you know, based off of who's showing up for the bid. I got you. Okay. And you don't okay. always know that because a lot of them can be mailed in. So you uh -huh. may have 20 bidders and three show up, but here's 17 more that got yeah, mailed that in. Came you know? in. Yeah, So you don't know and what's going on. So you don't even With know what's going yet. on. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, I guess once they once they select their contractor, I mean, you're privy to everyone's bids and, and everything oh, yeah. at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the point of being a public bid owner. I got you. I got you. Anything that's funded by the government, which is taxpayer dollars, it has to be public knowledge. Yeah. And once the bid's over with, that's when they send out bid tabulations. And it mm. shows you the unit prices of what the bidders are, what they bid on, and it can kind of help you to, to focus on and base on future bids based off those unit prices of the low bidder. Gotcha. Well, Jeff, awesome info. We're yeah, going to wrap. Um, appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you for checking out the Profit Egg Radio Show. We hope to see you again. You bet. Uh, follow us, subscribe, leave us a comment, give us some topics. We'd love to discuss it with you. Thanks.